0: hey y'all the following podcast is a georgia cyber center production thanks for tuning in things are about to get
1: wild augusta university presents in the wild the podcast for all things augusta university and everything else here's your host rayshawn ricks what is up y'all how have y'all been it
0: has been a minute welcome to in the wild to our very first or second, I think it's second, summer episode. How's your summer going? Because mine is been super busy. Like I can't believe that we're halfway through the summer already. Like that's crazy. And it's been hot and it's been raining and the weather's been crazy, but it's been good because you know what? We're still, for me personally, we're still going on this weight loss journey. So if y'all haven't already found my Relatable Wellness account, Just a shameless plug. Go follow to see everything I've been doing because we're losing weight over here, y'all. So go check that out because it's been a fun journey so far. Really good. But today for our special episode of the summer in July, we're talking about back to school and all of those vibes because we know we have some new Jags coming on campus. We got... People excited to come back to campus because outside is going to be open and we're going back to a somewhat new normal or I guess like a a new new normal for the fall where, you know, we can have in-person events again. We're not terrified to be around people. A lot of us are vaccinated. Some of y'all are going to get vaccinated. And if you haven't, I hope you are making plans to get vaccinated. But yeah. We're getting ready to get back to school and it's okay. Mixed feelings, but I'm mostly excited because there's so much I know for me personally that I have in store for this fall. So I hope you're all ready because we're going to get into it. But before we get into our episode of me talking to our guests, I really wanted to share just I guess a funny experience that I think would just fit with this episode because I was and I want to. I wish we could have, like, some music that kind of, like, play, like, a little flashback. But picture it, Sicily. It was 2013. A young Rayshawn, at 18 years old, was ready to go to college. Augusta University, which that wasn't our name at the time, but we we're going to talk about that. But we were getting ready to go to college, and <laughs> I was so... I thought I was so grown, and I thought I was so ready to start this new chapter in life, and I wasn't on top of anything like I thought I was, right? At all, at all, and I was literally just doing whatever I wanted to that summer, well, not whatever I wanted to, because I was taking some uh, summer courses and working and doing some other things, but I literally had my bags packed, like all of my clothes packed, and I was probably living... Out of like two drawers in my bedroom Because like everything I had was ready to go Like a month and a half in advance like I was ready to move But get this y'all I did not have the first housing application completed Had no orientation registered for Nothing Like I'm talking about absolutely nothing was done I was so ready to be out of the house <laughs> And I had absolutely nothing ready to actually go to college. After I had got accepted to the university back, I think it was maybe October or November that I had got accepted. I had not done a thing since then. So from like December to like June or July, I had done nothing. I was just like, I got accepted and I'm ready to go didn't know what classes I had registered for because I wasn't registered for classes wasn't ready wasn't ready for anything y'all and so one day I was on uh, Twitter and I had saw my friend said that she just went to orientation I was like orientation what's what's that and she was like yeah orientation that's when you go to get all your things done blah blah blah, blah. and I'm like oh I didn't go to orientation she's like well are you registered for classes and I was like I thought I was. And she was like, Well, how did you think that? Literally, the panic that I had when I realized that I had none of my stuff together. I thought I was ready to go to college just by being packed, but no. And this is, you know, me being a first gen college student. Never done this before, family never done this before, so we didn't know anything, but I was ready to go. Or so I thought. And so I had to call, (laughs) I had to call like the admissions office and they transferred me. To talk to people at orientation And I literally had to register For the Last orientation And I had to And it was right before uh, At the time Before it was What y'all now know as leap week We called it Retreat week And it was very new I think we were like the first or second cohort That they tried this with And so literally, I had to go drive to Augusta, and I'm and I live two hours away, or I live two hours away, drive to Augusta for though for that one day, which was a Friday, and then I had to turn back around on Monday with all of my stuff, so that way I could actually experience retreat week, register for cl- make sure I'm registered for classes and all this, that, and the third thing, and it was r- like horrible trying to tell my mom because she just thought I was good to go, because I kept telling her, like, no, I'm good. Like, everything's good. I've been accepted, blah, 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 and didn't have anything figured out. And trying to be the last group to register for classes is a nightmare. My first semester was not horrible, but academically, I probably would have did better if I did not wait to the last minute to just, at that point, only be able to take classes based off of what they had available versus what I would have preferred. Like I had to take my first, I had to take biology 1107 and I had to take it at like 530 in the evening, every day for that whole semester. Like horrible, horrible timing. Um, ooh, it was rough y'all. So we're going to talk to some people to kind of get us excited to go back to campus this fall and get us excited for our new students coming on campus so we can kind of give y'all a little bit of advice so y'all won't be like me and struggling to, to get your whole life together in like two weeks because that was crazy. I would not recommend that experience to anyone. Like it's not worth it. So if you're listening to this and you have not done Everything that you're supposed to do and you don't know if you register for classes, don't know where you're going to be living at, but you think you're going to move on campus this fall, like, pause this podcast so you can go ahead and take care of that and then come back because we're going to have some more steps for you to do after that. So stay tuned, y'all. We'll be right back.
2: Augusta University is growing.
1: The Jaguar Nation is on the rise. Our student body is becoming more diverse. More
2: diverse and more talented.
1: And more talented.
2: We are bringing the best to Augusta.
1: And we're keeping our best here.
2: And we're keeping our best here.
0: We are the Jaguar Nation.
2: We are the Jaguar Nation. We choose success. Success.
0: We choose success.
2: Find out more at Augusta.edu
0: slash choice. Go Jags.
3: Go Jags. Go Jags.
0: Welcome back, y'all, to In the Wild, and joining me in the studio, we have one of our very awesome admission counselors from our admission team. He's been there for a minute, so he's here to talk to us a little bit about what you can expect if you are a new JAG coming on campus, so give a warm welcome for Mr. Daniel Browning. How's it going? Uh, It's going good. It's going good. It's uh, good to be here. So tell us what it's like to be an admissions counselor for the university. It's a good question. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, being an
4: admissions counselor, really you take on a lot of different roles. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, counselor is such a good term to use because we really are helping the students in many different ways. Um, obviously, that starts from the application point. Really, it starts before that. We, we, we reach out and answer questions and help students feel comfortable uh, in presenting AU to them. To hopefully encourage them to apply, and then once they do apply, we're there through that whole process. We're there to help uh, with questions. We're there to help um, ease that process for them. Um, we have a great team in place. Uh, I think this is one of the first times in many years that we're truly fully staffed, and oh, wow. uh, and are really and really pushing each other. And um, we've we've done a really good job uh, in terms of numbers and bringing in large groups of of, of students. But it's it's a joy to see. Um, students go from that beginning phase to realizing they've been accepted. And, you know, some of them them expect it. Some of them never knew they could get into college. And Mm. that's where the joy is, is being able to tell someone who never thought they could get into school somewhere, realize that you're here, you made it. Um, So it's it's fun to be able to have those conversations and um, help families get to that next level.
0: What was it like uh, working with students, I guess, virtually and with all the COVID restrictions, because usually, you know, y'all be going to high schools and having events in person. So how was that? It's a
4: different world, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, different world. But I think it was it was a good learning curve for everybody because I think it's something that we can now use going forward, combining that with uh, how we normally do things. Uh, I think when people say we're getting back to normal, it's going to be a new normal because we're going to be taking a lot of things that we did during that virtual phase and, and combining it. But during that phase, it was it's very unique. Um, for me personally, I'm used to that face to face connection. I'm used to really um, sharing things about the school from a heart's perspective, and it's just it's different when you're behind a, a screen and um, you you have a lot of students that. Uh, you know, we don't require them to turn their cameras on or anything like that when we're doing meetings and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's you know, unique to try to have conversations when you're not really seeing anybody, um, but still trying to encourage them because at the end of the day, while we may have some things and obstacles we were going through, so were they and so were their families. And so we just wanted to, to try to take in uh, a situation that seemed to be pretty tough for everybody and just flip it and... And just find some kind of encouragement in the middle of it and and um, encourage students to you know to check out au but it, it was different for sure
0: gotcha is the summer a pretty busy time for y'all as one could imagine well summer is it, it can be
4: um you know we're not out on the road. We're not traveling and going to schools or fairs or events and things like that as much, but we are busy in the office, uh, because, you know, a lot of students are really trying to get in transcripts and trying to get in documents and, uh, and some are still working to get accepted or get a decision. So there's a lot of, uh, steps to take, um, after someone applies. And so that's kind of where we are uh, as an office, just working together as a team, helping students getting through that process. And, um, you know, just help helping uh, families and stuff like that as they have questions, and you'd be surprised how many questions <laughs> they, they come through. And you know, we don't have over the summer. We don't really have a lot of student workers in the office, so it's really and truly all of us. And, and so that's something that you know grows us as an office as well, trying to help each other and, and push each other. But um, it can be busy, but it's it's not it's not too bad. Fall is really
0: when things get busy for mm. us. Okay, and what would you say? Because you mentioned the, I guess, most rewarding part of your job, but what makes this job fun and the most fun part of being an admissions counselor?
4: Yeah, uh, I think the variety of things that we get to do. Uh, I'm not somebody that (laughs) can go to do one thing, the same thing every day over and over. Uh, and, And being an admissions counselor, being in the admissions office, there's so many different things you can expect. You may come in one day and you have a project to rearrange something in the office or, or the shed, or um, you may have a pop-up fair, like, hey, let's go. We got to go cover that fair. Um, you may have some phone calls that day. We cover events on campus that can be pretty fun. So it's a really good variety of things that really helps kind of mix up your day.
0: And time can tend to fly by sometimes <laughs> <laughs>
4: with all the different things that we're doing. So
0: I can... Yeah imagine how, I guess, like fun it is from me being like an orientation leader and working with students like when they first got on campus, it seems like a great place to be if you were wanting to stick around at the university, because you're an mm-hmm. alum too, so I guess it kind of worked out. Yeah. Um, what would you say, or I guess when you talk to new students, because we have some new st- or potential students listening to this, because we have a good uh, list of younger people in our audience, What how what is your, like, go-to uh, phrase for telling them, like, why AU is, like, the place to be?
4: Ooh, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that we talk about as counselors. There's a lot of things that we go through and, and really share to help um, represent who we are as a brand and, and you know, as a university. But, um, uh, you know, I guess one of those things is that we truly have a— um, it's just a, it's, it's a big school, but a small school at the same time. Um, I, I don't think people realize when you consider total numbers, we're closing in on 10,000 total students. Um, and it, it just doesn't feel that way. In, in the classroom, um, you know, we have a, uh, a really good, um, student to faculty ratio and, and, and being able to have an open door policy with your professors is huge. Being able to, to go and speak with those, um, those professors, But I think for me personally, pulling from my personal experience and what I'm seeing now, it just feels like a family. It really does. Um, it, it feels like a family. It feels like a home away from home. Uh, and, and many students, when they go on tour and, and see the campus and experience it, a lot of them tend to say the same thing. It feels homey. Uh, and I think that's a really cool uh, thing to, to be able to have and, and to share. Um, I know in the past we've kind of joked around and said, you know, we have a... a, a a private school education at a public school cost, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's unique the type of education that you can have here, and it's it's just such a good value in terms of you know tuition cost and things like that. So,
0: one thing I always tell people is that I love that our university is always in a place of like growth. Mm-hmm. That I love because if there's something that we may not have yet, like. I'm guaranteed that we're working on building it, and you have the opportunity to be one of those students or one of those people to help build what it looks like for future generations. Like, you can always kinda come here and really leave your mark on campus if you want to. So I love uh, telling people, like, if you come here, you can always create something special and you can leave behind, like, a legacy.
4: Mm. And you hit that right on the key. We just had a little panel with some students that are graduating, that are current students. Well, some graduating, some are still here. And we just wanted to learn from them because obviously times change. You know, yeah, I know I'm an alumni, but even from when I was a student here to now, there's a lot of changes that has occurred. And so it's important to really dive into our current students and to see what are they experiencing today. And they said the exact same thing, that they have the freedom to leave a legacy. Um, though they may not see the change right away, it's happening. Um, and some of them have actually seen that change. So it's really unique to see that, that the students all you know, are, are in unison and saying that, that they have such freedom to leave something behind that makes a difference.
0: What would you say our new Jags should be doing right now as they're getting ready to leave home and come to campus?
4: Well, I'll start by uh, stepping into my admissions counselor role for a second <laughs> and say, final transcripts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I know that that's something that we're working on now, and many students are doing a great job getting those turned in, but that that tends to be probably the most uh, forgotten step because you feel like you've done everything, and most have, uh, but that final transcript is, is kind of that closing piece. We want to make sure that we're able to get those final grades in and um, allow you to, to register with no hiccups and things like that, but um, yeah, I mean, I think looking forward to, to fall, I think do your research now in terms of what clubs we have and, and, and how you can get involved, uh, because when you first start, it's going to be a whirlwind. There's going to be a lot of things thrown at you, but if you kind of have an idea of things that you do want to consider, it makes it a little bit more easier for you to go find those things and to get involved uh, with with those things. Club Fest is a big one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think uh, most students want to be aware of that, when that's going to take place so that they can... Take a look at the different clubs that we have and and, and get involved. But um, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions and um, just just get ready. It's it's going to be fun for everybody to to be back to to full capacity in the fall.
0: Yes, I'm super excited. Do you think uh, not requiring students to submit test scores with their applications like impacted the amount of applications that y'all received this past year?
4: Well, you know that's a really good question. Um, I, I don't have. All of that data to to really truly give a definite answer, but we have seen a, a really big uptick in applications, and I think there might be a combo there. I know that we have a new platform; we're using Common App now, and so I think that oh, plays nice. a role in in the number of applications that we that we have. But it was unique to experience that for a year to not require uh, test scores. I, I know that uh, for the next cycle, we are going back to that um, to, to requiring that. Not sure what other states are doing or anything like that, but. Um, it, it was interesting to see that, and I would be interested to look at all that data once it's all said and
0: done, and to see what kind of impact that really did make. Yeah, I've always, I was definitely curious about that. But switching mm-hmm. gears a little bit, outside of this role, you have a dance group called Dance to Inspire. Can you tell us a little bit of how you got started with that?
4: Yeah. So funny enough, when I was a student here, I actually played basketball here for the school. Um, Uh, from, like, 2007 to around 2011. Um, And I actually, after practice, we would have late-night practice and stuff, and I would sneak off to the dance studio in Christian Berry (laughs) Fieldhouse. And so a lot of my friends would joke with me and say, this is not high school musical, Daniel, (laughs) 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 playing basketball, then sneaking off to dance. But there was something about uh, dance that really tugged on my heart. And uh, it really just – once I I finished playing basketball – I had a family that, uh, or my cousin owned a dance studio locally, and uh, they invited me in, and I just fell in love with the impact as a teacher that I could have. And I'd always had a teacher spirit and wanted to be that, but didn't know really how that was going to pan out in my life. And, um, and that's when it really started to take off, and I started to bounce from one studio to another and started realizing this love that I had, and I started to really take bigger steps and uh, went through a couple different... Um, uh, big events. I got discovered by a couple of talent agents. I signed with a couple agents, and um, at the end of the day, long story short, as much as I wanted to be in the spotlight and enjoy that journey and you know win things, I realized for me that wasn't my calling. That wasn't my purpose. My pur- my purpose was to educate and inspire those kids uh, to to realize their dreams, and so that's when Dance to Inspire was born. Um, I truly wanted to dance to inspire these kids to realize that they have whatever it takes um, and that comes from somebody who never had a dance lesson in my entire life and to be able to say I've built what I've built, um, I built I want to use that story to push um, that generation and, and those kids and I wanted to educate them on uh, I'm specifically a hip hop dancer so I wanted to educate them on the culture of hip hop and where that came from and because I think today's society, there's a, a negative connotation. So I wanted to use that to educate them, but at the end of the day, inspire and, and push them to realize their
0: capabilities. And then that's kind of how it was born. Okay. How, when you look back at it and seeing how it has grown from when you first started to now, what does that feel like? And what impact do you think you've had on uh, those students that you work with?
4: It's amazing. It really is amazing to, to see that growth happen, um, to see some of those, those kids that I've worked with succeed. Um, I know one in particular that was a, a kind of a driving force behind dance to inspire. Uh, he was actually bullied, uh, at nine, 10 years old. And uh, I know that that tends to be common nowadays, which is, you know, awful, but, uh, going through what he went through and watching how he used dance and, and, um, I kind of took him under my wing but dance really is what grabbed his heart as well and inspired him and he went on to be in music videos movies dancing for artists and, and doing all kind of big things and really found himself and that's kind of where i wanted to see that happen more often and it has being able to see so many other students that i've worked with go on to this succeed I, I can proudly say one of my dancers I worked with is actually now a Dallas Cowboys dancer.
0: Oh wow uh, so
4: that's that's really fun to see all these that you worked with grow into become amazing people and individuals and um, I've even been able to, to give back. Uh, I'm actually an advisor for a dance club on, on campus now that we just launched called Freedom Dance. Oh cool um, and so being able to, to feed back into where I kind of got my start from is, is pretty rewarding. How
0: do you balance that between uh, that and being a counselor? Because I'm imagining, like, your phone just being blown up by students all, all the time 24-7. Yeah, so that's
4: that's, that's the key right there, trying <laughs> to figure out how to balance it all. And um, having a family that's um, uh, really supportive of that and, and really takes on a lot of roles at home for me and, and, uh, and helps uh, to provide opportunities for me to do those things, thankfully, with what I do in the admissions office, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily interfere uh, with what I do um, on the side. But it's unique how, even though I go for personal reasons and 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 teach dance and stuff, I can still encourage them and talk about <laughs> AU and how <laughs> AU is a great university, and it has actually. You know, paid off. Um, I had one dancer in particular who had a lot of injuries uh, growing up and had her junior year taken away because of a hip injury. And all of her therapy she went through, she discovered her love of physical therapy. Well, what better place to to take that love to than, you know, our uh, physical therapy program here? And, And she ended up doing that. She's coming from South Carolina and using that story to, uh, to continue and, and to do something like that. So it's, it's unique how those worlds have kind of blended in ways. Um, seeing people that I've worked with on, on the personal side show up at you know my college fairs and uh, it's, it's unique to, to form those relationships.
0: I like the way you multitask, you get, <laughs> you're getting it done. Uh, what do you do to like keep your energy going? Because I feel like that requires a lot to, to be uh, interacting with so many people all the time.
4: Well, you have to take time to yourself. Uh, you have to find moments to just relax and to breathe and and separate yourself from everything. Um, you know they. I've gone to many conferences for, um, you know, for admissions counselors and things like that, and, and they say that there as well. It's important to just separate yourself. Uh, from the job sometimes and just see, get a different scenery and just refresh. And and I I take that same approach to dance stuff as well, because I'll travel on weekends and stuff for those events. And sometimes you just got to separate yourself from those worlds and do something different. And I think that's allowed me to balance those things really well. Um, That and a lot of energy drinks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How would your uh, students describe you as a dance teacher? Are we talking like Abby Lee Miller dance mom vibes or (laughs) something completely different? I think
4: most of them would probably probably describe me as um, a father figure. Um, I I really take that approach because I really look at a lot of them as my own kids, and um, I put a lot of heart and soul into that. Um, You know, you have that approach where some teachers, this— hammer you and and yell at you. And, and, and sometimes that works. And I I think I take, I take the other approach. I take more of the loving approach and realistic approach. And I try to put myself in a lot of their shoes and and what they're going through and, and just kind of go that, that direction with it. Um, and I think from a individual standpoint, it really does touch them on a different level when you're able to, to be that example and inspiration for them. And, It goes beyond that, though. I think a lot of times we forget what we're doing on social media, Mm, and you forget the audience that you have. Um, And so I'm always very aware that whatever I'm doing in that studio, I'm going to do outside of that studio as well, because that's the example I want to keep.
0: And speaking of social media, you're also on TikTok, and you have a pretty (laughs) strong following.
4: (laughs) I am, yeah. uh, That's been a really fun adventure, um, to say the least, to take something that... I've always liked doing just kind of being myself and, and putting it out there. And, um, you know, it really only takes a couple couple videos to, to go out of control and yeah, <laughs> and you, you gain some following. So it, it's been fun to, to do that. And it's exciting because uh, I will be on the committee, but uh, Augusta University will be adopting TikTok as well. And so they're going to be pushing, um, you know, that and opening that door. And I think that's going to be really cool for a lot of our st- incoming students because we're working with a generation that really likes to to be involved in that kind of thing. So, um, but it, it's been fun to to grow that and to be presented with a lot of, you know, sponsorship, branding opportunities and things like that. So
0: it's cool. And it's crazy to think with a lot of our students on campus now, like they've always known social media, like. Their whole existence have all has there has always been like a Facebook or a Snapchat or some sort of platform for them to have an existence or a presence on, which is weird because even though I'm a few years older, like I still remember a time where it was kind of weird to just post everything on you know on social media. So it's interesting that now like we push that so much to where like yeah we want to have all these platforms for y'all to enjoy as well.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's important just to kind of meet people where they are Um, i think that's the best way to to recruit to counsel
0: and and to to relate so so last couple of questions before we wrap up sure one uh where can all of our new jags go to learn more about what they need to do before they come to campus this fall Well, uh, there's two places. Uh, If you have questions,
4: if you have holds, if you have um, anything that might be hanging you up in the application process, obviously we're, we're happy to help in the admissions office. That's what we're there for. So please reach out to us. Admissions at Augusta.edu is our generic email, so feel free to submit us some questions or things like that. We're happy to help get you through that process. If you are through that process and you're just looking at, you know, what's next, um, you know, orientation is a great resource because they're really getting you pumped up and excited and and providing some of those next steps for you and and ways to connect. In fact, I believe um, both ourselves and orientation are offering some different types of touring. So if um, if you've already been accepted, you've kind of gone through orientation, everything like that, and you want to, you know, tour, orientation can offer that. If you're new or maybe you just got accepted, you're still working through the admissions process, we have our tours as well. So there's many different ways to see the campus, experience the campus. Um, but, yeah, kind of go back to what I said before. Just do that research online and, uh, and, and kind of look at what you're going to be interested in doing. I can pretty much guarantee you we have a little bit of everything. And the fun thing is if we don't, <laughs> Even as a freshman, you can create your own club.
0: Yes. So. And send your final transcripts. So talk to your counselors about yes. being those sense. Final
4: transcripts.
0: Those aren't no joke. Um, and two, how can we learn more about dance to inspire?
4: Absolutely. So I have a website. It's dance com, and it's a number two, not the to. So it's <laughs> dance number two inspire dot com. And uh, we'll be doing some things on the road uh, late this summer and um, possibly over and to the fall time as well over the weekends, doing some conventions and um, and things like that. So and we're on all social media platforms.
0: Uh, It's we dance to inspire. And last question. Speaking of social media, could you drop yours so that it can follow you on TikTok and see all the cool (laughs) dance trends that you're hopping on?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. So my tag is D as in dog the color brown, I-N. So that's D-Brown-N-88. And that's the same for all of my social media. So that's my um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat.
0: All of all it. Of it. <laughs> Consistency, right? Uh, thank you so much for being here. I hope everyone listening took something away from this because I'm happy to get to talk to you a little bit and I will be following you on all your stuff after this.
4: Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast.
1: Hello, my name is Neil McKinnon, Augusta University's provost. And I would like to share with you my back to school survival guide for the listeners of In the Wild. You know, we have almost 10,000 students here at AU, but regrettably, not all of our students will graduate. And I would like to increase your chances, your odds, of graduating with my two main pieces of advice. The first is to use our support services. We have so many support services for our students. We want you to graduate. These include uh, advising, career services, our writing center, study abroad, and our academic success center. Please, please, please seek out these services, seek out these folks who wanna help you, uh, who wanna help you to graduate on time. And secondly, get involved. Uh, My advice is to choose one student organization uh, that you, you see yourself serving in a leadership role. And secondly, perhaps another student organization that you'll be a member just for involvement. Uh, we know from our data that students that are involved, that are engaged in student life, are more likely to survive. So with that, I hope to see you on campus, and go Jags!
0: Welcome back, y'all, to In the Wild, and joining me in the studio, we have two awesome students, and it's super exciting for me because a few years ago, I was in their shoes. We have two of our Lido Wells for the university, Ms. Anna Siriaco. Miss Logan Moore. How's it going, guys? Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's going great. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for being here. I was super excited to finally talk to some O.L.s to kind of get your experiences because, like I said before, I used to be in y'all's shoes. So before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your AU journey and what made you become an O.L.?
2: Um, I think what made me want to become an OL was starting at my actual orientation two years ago, um, when I was first coming here, because I just love their energy on the stage. They were just doing fun skits, and I was like, I think I can do that as well. That looks super fun. And also, I just really love doing um, leadership positions anyway, so... You know, looking to get involved on campus, I was like, I want to do that. So I just kept my eyes peeled for, for the application to open oh, wow. all semester. And then I finally saw it on a stall wall. My friend and I were, like, screaming. We were like, there it is. Let's go. Let's go. Let's apply. <laughs> so it was, it was exciting. Um, that's my OL journey, I guess, or a beginning.
0: <laughs> gotcha. What about you, Logan?
3: With me, it all started, like, Anna, um, at my orientation as well. I had an amazing orientation leader. Um, as soon as I was done with Shout the line, them out. Uh, Taryn, she, um remember her last name but um Taryn David yes thank you yeah Taryn David um she was so inspirational very very welcoming to everybody kind of made it feel like home already and it was just like the first day at AU and so it was just really amazing having her as my orientation leader and I aspired to be that person to welcome people to make them feel comfortable in a very frightening situation because you know going from home like I live in Savannah, and so coming all the way two hours away was it was frightening. So having that person welcoming you and making you feel comfortable in the world. And I just wanted to do the same.
0: That's so funny because my orientation experience was very different. And it did not <laughs> and my orientation did not make me want to become an OL at all. So I literally because I was just completely out of it. And I'm first gen. So I had no idea that there was an orientation to go to when I started uh, college. So I had to go to the very last one. And not only was I confused about what the day was for, I just knew I had to go so I could register for classes. And the worst, like unexpected thunderstorm happened during orientation. And so I remember hearing uh, the OLs over the radios just say, like, just cancel it. Just tell everyone to go, like, just tell everyone to go home. Because uh, we were trapped in the JSAC and we were just kind of, uh, I think we needed to get back to the PAT, I think. And they were just like, yeah, just tell them to go home. It was like a few hours left in the day. And they were like, just, they registered for classes. It's okay. Like, they got everything they needed to do. Like, it's okay. Um, but so many of my friends that following year, became orientation leaders and I was like oh how did y'all you know get to do this and they're like oh we applied so that next year I was able to apply and it was one of the best two summers that I've had in my life so it's really interesting because y'all had great experiences I love my orientation <laughs> leaders and I'm you know still talk to them because they were awesome but yeah that orientation that was that was a rough one and even um our supervisor at the time was like yeah I remember that one. That was was a rough day for everybody. Um, What would you say were some of your favorite memories from last summer? Because I know last summer looked a lot different than what we're hopefully looking forward to this summer.
3: For me, my favorite experience last summer, it was completely virtual due to COVID. Ooh, love love that. (laughs) Um, But my favorite thing was being able to talk one-on-one with all the students that I was like kind of – I guess, assigned in a sort of way. So we all had, like, around about 50-plus students that we had to call individually or text individually just to kind of check up on them, see if they needed anything. And to me, that's how I make connections with people is one-on-one time. And so that was probably my most favorite thing about last summer.
2: Yeah, I would have to agree. It's, like, still having the opportunity to, like, talk to students one-on-one and, like, impact them in ways that you might, even, might not even know. Because um, I was really, like... Morale was on the floor. I, because I was so fully physically prepared to be at, to do orientation. I was like, the two day thing, yeah, I got it. I'm so excited, and then it was just like, go home. And I was like, eh, okay, I will. Um, so it was a little bit like hard, you know, tried to capture their attention virtually because they also were not having it, and it was just like, give me something. Um, but still, having to do some of the events like virtual hangouts, which was a big one for us. Um, We did that with our small groups, and that just made me happy. I was so anxious doing it every time. (laughs) But then at the end, I was like, I feel good. I talked to them. They asked me questions. I feel like I fulfilled my purpose in being helpful. So just getting to talk to them. And some of them I kept um, connections with throughout the semester because I was their mentor as well. So fun times.
0: Yeah, I really wondered what orientation would look like virtually because you know so much of it is in-person and you want like you said logan that one-on-one interaction with them and trying to cultivate that on a computer screen like kudos to y'all for being able <laughs> yeah, to, it was difficult, to do that
1: but,
0: yeah, I mean but sure. you overcome and you know they're here they're happy right. and hopefully some of them wanted to become orientation leaders They did, to, they did. Yes,
2: yes. Um, One of mine joined the team um, and it was so surreal just seeing her in the, like the group interview. I was like, oh, whoa, well, I know you. And another one of our fraternal O.L.s, um, one of their students from this past summer was also became an O.L., and it was it's like a cute full-circle moment, and then we just like talk about it. And then they would tell us, they're like, oh, yeah, y- y'all were great O.L.s. Thank you so much. And I was like, tears. <laughs> we tried so hard.
0: Yes, that is such a fulfilling uh, moment when they tell you like, oh, thanks for being so awesome this summer, you really made a, like, difference and made me feel like I'm, you know, making Jag Nation at home. And what led y'all to decide to return as Lido Wells? Because I know as a former Lido well, like, that is a <laughs> whole different, like, chapter of life that you have to do to, you know, help the orientation leaders mm-hmm. get better. So what was that like for y'all?
2: Um, I think a lot of it for me was throughout the OL year, I was just like, mm. If I, if I was going to be back on a team next year, I would do this differently. And it was just me constantly making those comments either to myself or with my other friends or other people who also applied to be leads. And We were just like, you know, if we're going to be back next year, you know, we have to make things better. And I think that was my big thing, just making things better, not only for the team or for myself, but in a way that will also be impactful for new incoming students. Every year is different, and we know that obviously this year would be different because hope you know, COVID over (laughs) mostly. So the experience is going to be different either way. And I was like, I want to be part of that team that hopefully creates an even better experience than last year. So I just was a big put my money where my mouth is type person. Okay. (laughs) That's the best way I can think of it.
3: (laughs) I would have to agree with Anna, like just wanting to make a difference um, and kind of make a better experience as well. But for me personally, I wanted to become a lead for that leadership development as well um I have other lead positions on campus but this is like a whole another level because you have a whole group of people that you're assigned to and you're trying to teach new things and there's trials but there's also like you always overcome them and it's very rewarding to see the growth in individuals on our team so that is why I wanted to be a lead
0: I think my second year was like the most fun year for me as a uh lead orientation leader, because I feel that we were able to really bond with, like, my other leads at the time, but also with the orientation leaders. Like, we were really, like, a close-knit family for the summer that we had to be together. And that was really fun. Um I don't think I could do it again, looking back at it, because, <laughs> you know, that it's hot this summer like it gets um, hotter and hotter it gets hotter and (laughs) hotter and then just looking back at all the other things I was doing on campus like Logan you're a part of the crew and at at the same time I was a part of the crew I'm like how was I able to do all of this (laughs) at once this is crazy
3: Mm -hmm. it's definitely a lot so trying to balance all that is a learning learning curve for sure but um I enjoy every single part of it and we actually did a lot of bonding like activities over the summer to get close with our group. Like we did a game night, we did a potluck. Oh the oh, food was amazing. Let yeah. me tell you. We, we got some cooks burgers. on our teams. Okay. Oh, Yeah. It was it was amazing. Um, we just went kayaking the other yes. day. That was fun. Oh,
0: that sounds fun. fun. I've always wanted yes. to go kayaking but I never Actually done it. Yeah. Should
3: it's it? I never
2: went. That was my first time going. I'm a mm-hmm. little bit sore, but it's worth it. <laughs> it was. We saw donkeys, and that was yes. super cool. Went to Stalin's Island with mm-hmm. Campus Rec. Shout out Campus Rec. Oh, I yeah. heard about Shout that. Out. I
0: heard about that trip. Uh, Matthew was on and was talking about, it and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wish I could go."
3: Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Definitely yeah. sore, but <laughs> never, I highly recommend it. It's very peaceful. Yeah.
0: So what do y'all do to help keep you balanced in not feel like you're drowning in work? Because a lot of times people will look at the work that y'all do and say, I don't want to be an Orid Hitch Leader because there's no way I can manage that responsibility. So what do y'all do?
2: Um, I think I like to take it like piece by piece and not think of it as a whole. Because I know I had a supervisor who was just like, how do you do it? Be an OL, <laughs> be a full-time student, also work here, like, and also have a social life, like, how do you do it? And I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> I, I, I But, like, the best way I think of it is just take it day by day, piece by piece, because if I think about it as a whole too much, it'll be like, uh, I can't do all that. But I think work as an OL, it's not that intimidating or overwhelming. It can be, but just don't take it all in at once. It, that'll be a little bit scary. But, well, also you have your team to rely on. Like, they're, you're not ever doing anything alone. So lots of support.
3: I would definitely say uh, taking it day by day and trying to stay organized as best you can. So I don't do anything without my calendar. If somebody is like, hey, (laughs) can we hang out? I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you better better set a day, you better set a time, location, everything. Send me a (laughs) calendar invite. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, as spontaneous as I'd like to be, it's very hectic. And I also try to know my limits. So I try to know like whenever I'm getting really fatigued or really worn out because then I can take a step back and like tell my supervisors like Hey, I need I need to take a break. Let me go on a walk. Let me go listen to my music. Let me talk to some family members, friends. Just something to help me in my morale and emotionally kind of get stable again to go back at it. Because if I'm not good, I'm not gonna give my best effort. And so that's like the number one key thing to remember. It's like know your limits. And know what you can do to help you yourself.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, what can students expect from orientation this year?
3: So many exciting things. <laughs> um, being an OL last year and having it all virtually, this is kind of like my first time, kinda. Other than my physical orientation, whenever I was coming into AU, but um, I just—it's really exciting. We have a ton of like people coming um, in orientation, you can learn. There's this one thing, sorry, I'm like mumbling, but (laughs) there is this one thing called Ask a Jack. It's one of my favorite things. I remember it from my orientation, but it's basically a student uh, panel where students can ask questions, you know, and we will tell them like, honestly, the answers to it. And that was just a really memorable part of my orientation. And I can't wait to be a part of that and to give that to students coming in.
2: Um, yeah, we have a jam-packed day, both for in-person and virtual. Um, a lot They can expect a lot of information, of course, about their college, about resources on campus, anything from, like, parking to testing disabilities, student counseling. Honestly, every resource that we have, offering straight up to them, like, here's everything we have. Please come here and enjoy it here. Um, Also, um, a lot of activities for some fun times, of course. So like we have Ask a JAG, other breakout sessions where you can just really get to know your campus and what we have. Um, And same thing goes for virtual, but just a little bit shorter because it's virtual. Um, (laughs) Don't want them sitting in front of a screen for a long time. But um, yeah, lots of great opportunities for them to come out to orientation. If you haven't come out to orientation yet, please do. (laughs) Um, yeah,
0: is there any particular session or moment that you're really excited for, Logan? I know you just said mm-hmm. for Ask a Jab. What about you, Anna?
2: I think. Oh, as far as in person day goes, I think the whole thing will be fun. There's this one part I don't. I don't think it's a big thing to be excited about. But <laughs> we incorporating more of like going from health science to the Summerville campus. So I'm really glad that we get to show them more of just. Instead of Somerville, because I know for my orientation we just stayed there except for the overnight part where we came over. But um, definitely highlighting more of our other campus um, will be a lot of fun. We have this part where we're taking shuttles back to the Somerville campus, and I think just loading people onto the bus will be <laughs> fun. I don't know why I'm just really excited for that part in particular. But um, I'm just excited for them to see like all that we have. So I'm I'm excited for the whole day. I know I don't think I can pick one. <laughs> I'm really bad at just picking one thing, but I'm excited about it all.
0: No, when you said shuttle, uh, the shuttles, like I just got like this flashback of where I'm just triggered, where it's like, picture Sicily, uh, two thousand sixteen, hot summer, and we're trying to show like hundred, hundred people on a shuttle to go to the health sciences campus just for us to turn back around, and a few hours later, to go to University Village for them to stay overnight. That was a lot. Mm. Are they, are they staying um, at Oak Hall overnight?
3: We actually don't have overnight, so we're doing our in-person orientation. It's just one day this year, and so we, like Anna said, we're going to start off on the health science campus, and then before lunch, we're going to head over to Somerville for lunch, and that is where we'll take, like, buses. Um, So we won't be taking the school shuttles, which is actually pretty nifty and cool, I think, but (laughs) um, we'll be headed over there that way, and then we'll stay on Somerville till like 5. Yep.
0: Nice, nice. That'll be really fun to get it all done in one day. How are, again, switching gears a little bit. So we're really excited for the fall as well because things are kind of going back to somewhat normal. (laughs) What would you say as students, not necessarily, oh, well, something you're looking forward to this fall?
2: I think I'm really excited for them to really see what our student life has to offer. Like already before even school starts, we have like lots of big things planned for them. So, um, and I also think that every other camp, like, department on campus is, like, shifting their plans for more um, in-person interactions. So every I think everyone's just going to put their all into it and have a whole bunch of life bustling around. And I, <laughs> I think that's going to be so exciting for them to see. Or even students who were here last year, um, which was their first year last year, to, so, like, have a redemption year, I guess, and see the new things that we have to offer this year. So I... I'm just excited for them to experience what we have to offer, like everything that we have to offer and all the fun that it can
3: actually be. I am excited about a good amount of things. Um, I'm excited to see how many activities the Jaguar production crew is going to be Woo-woo. putting on. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to be a part of that. Uh, we are steadily preparing for several different things. Um Pig out is going to be in the, I'm pretty sure that's a spring thing, but homecoming spring as well. But um, like the Christmas lighting and takeover Tuesdays are amazing. Um, y'all should really go. It's a lot <laughs> of fun, free t-shirts, free stuff all the time. But another thing that I'm excited about is being able to have a class in the new College of Science of Mathematics building oh, yeah. on the Health Science campus, it looks really, 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 really nice. And I can't wait to be one of the first to kind of go and have a class there. So those are the, my two main things to be I'm looking forward to this fall.
0: That is exciting because I remember when there was nothing there. Now there's a whole <laughs> building there. So <laughs> I'm excited to see what it looks like on the inside because I haven't been able to see it. Uh, what would y'all say would be the biggest piece of advice you wish you would have received as a freshman?
2: I think I would just like to hear that it's all right to fail or to fall a little bit. Um, I, bio 1107 chewed me up, spit me out, Girl. chewed me up again, mm. kept chewing me up. I was not alive. after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I made it to the end. I did by the graces of whatever. Anyway, um, I, I would appreciate just being told like, uh, it's all right to fail or it's all right to not like do as best as you think you might have thought you might've done. Um, we all have different paths in life and I think a big part of college is like truly exploring yourself and what like your morals and values mean to you, what that means work wise, like how you want to, um, go about your professional life or professional endeavors. Um, cause I, that, that's a big thing I told my students. I was like, hey, cause I know a lot of our incoming students are always like science driven or, um, especially biology, pre-med driven. And I'm just like, if someone has to be real with y'all, it's gonna be me. <laughs> Some of y'all will be changing your major come advisement time, but it's all right. Like genuinely, it is quite all right. Um, like don't feel defeated after that. Um, Cause things happen and you're gonna find your way and it's all right.
3: Period. Anyways, <laughs> uh, with me, um, my main advice would be to get involved. Personally, I wasn't really ever involved in high school, and so I felt like college was my time to get involved. So I would say join at least one club. Um, I don't care what it is. um, Do whatever floats your boat, but... Whether that's like bio club or the Jaguar production crew or um, a club with the the multicultural student center. I'm not going to list them all out because I will forget (laughs) them. Whether it's fraternity and sorority life, like just get involved, find your people, because that's what's going to get you through college is having that community. And it means a lot. So do that. Definitely absolutely stepping out
2: your comfort zone or like mm-hmm. finding at least one person to come with you to every event going to yeah. events was a really big um it helped me out out a lot socially just like getting out my room and doing something with my life mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah just definitely trying to put yourself out there it's also really
3: good I feel like that's one thing that students don't necessarily think about all the time is their social life. Mm-hmm. To me, I know it was all about academics. Whenever I first came in, my first year here, I was like, okay, I, I got to study. I got to do this. And I got go to all, well, go to all your classes, please. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, just... I, was, I wasn't focused on everything else, my emotional health, my spiritual health, my social life. Um, but once I finally got that good balance of all of those things, it was a whole lot better. My academics go up, you know, because you had that community, you have that drive. So um, just get involved, find your people, find your tribe.
0: Even though I was technically told this, I wish I would have believed it when I was a freshman. But <laughs> like it's really okay to ask for help. And yes. it's okay to just not know what you're doing and say that out loud because as a fresh gen, I was so afraid that someone would make me feel like I didn't belong on campus. So I was like, I'm just gonna just suffer in silence for as long as I can. <laughs> but I got to a point where I was like, no, I have to start talking to mm-hmm. people and ask for help and actually just say like I don't, I don't know. I got this far. Um, But I need to graduate, so tell me what I need to do. So I wish I really would have believed that I could ask for help. And I mean, of course, there's so many resources on campus for almost everything that you can think of. So being able to utilize all the resources, just freshman year, not waiting until, you know, junior, senior year to go to Mm -hmm. career services or waiting till junior year to really want to get involved on campus and feel like I had to get involved with everything <laughs> because I wasted my first, uh, my first year not doing anything so yeah, that first year is very interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Super yeah. impactful I feel like it really sets really
0: paves the way where you're going in college Absolutely mm-hmm. and I guess to kind of get our students even more acclimated ugh, I can't speak, acclimated to college we'll be having leap week this year
4: Ooh. But so that's really exciting.
0: So what can y'all tell us about Leap Week?
4: Oh,
2: gee, it's, it's a it's a jam-packed, super fun week. I'm really, <laughs> genuinely, I'm so excited for this. We were just um, talking about this at a staff meeting yesterday. Um, and uh, everything that they left listed off, I was going to cry with excitement. <laughs> I'm, like, super genuinely excited for students to, like, experience this. And I'm very jealous, of course. I'm like, I yes. wish I could be an incoming student mm-hmm. experiencing this. But, I mean, I'll, I'll see it on the other side. <laughs> oh,
0: that's the worst when you yeah. see, like, where yeah. was this when I was a freshman? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh,
2: y'all, y'all really got it so good. I mean, I think that's the really great thing about, like, post-COVID. Everyone's just putting their 110% foot forward. Yeah. And just really grabbing everyone in. But um, Leap Week. Okay, so the whole point of Leap Week is, like, to really promote, like, holistic well-being with every single day. Um, so just kind of like different themes going on. There's like social well-being, so lots of social events, some stuff with Campus Reg, so a lot of physical stuff going on there and like, of course, promoting physical wellness and what that means here. Um, of course, some other things like we have a... I forgot what it's called, but it, it deals with... Um, yes. <laughs> um, something that deals with... I'm sorry, I can't remember it. <laughs> It deals with, like, financial... Literacy? Financial literacy. There are the words. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... It, so there'll be, like, events like that and other leadership events um, that'll just highlight everything else you should be kind of keeping in mind of as an incoming student. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just speechless. This is a big week, <laughs> and I'm
0: excited for them. <laughs> no, I feel you, because financial literacy is so important. Please do not be a refund check baller, because no, there will don't. be consequences... Serious, real consequences mm-hmm. if you spend all of the money that you get on shoes and clothes and things that you don't need because come December you will be starving and you will be begging for a friend to help you out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, that wasn't me, but I know, <laughs> but I know plenty of people that
2: I may or may have not have heard.
0: <laughs> no, I've seen some real life experiences of people like really struggling because they just could not manage their mm-hmm. money well.
3: Yeah, I... Definitely recommend going to that because you don't want to be like a junior or senior, <clears throat> and and finally, <laughs> you know, finally just getting it down um, barely. So take 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 advantage of that um, and learn from it. But some of the other like really excited. I mean, like Anna said, they're all every single day. I got. More jealous than jealous. It's like, dang, <laughs> can I go? I want, I want to be a new student. Let, let, let like, me Like, I don't do want to work this. Exactly. I want to be at
0: this.
3: So some of the activities that I'm, like, really looking forward to is, like, the dinner and a movie. I'm such a big movie buff. So whenever y'all come to orientation, <laughs> um, <laughs> make sure you pick out what movie. Cause, and y'all better make it good. Um I'm just just saying no pressure though. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> um we also have a speaker coming. His name is James Robo. Um I personally have never heard him speak, but just hearing like him speaking in like a short video clip, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. I've only heard great things about it. He is talking about like leadership and how To, like, navigate your college experience. And he's really funny, which I always enjoy (laughs) a good laugh and, like, serious moments. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, And definitely the game nights and everything like that. But one of the main things is a service project. Um, So, yeah, I'm all about, like, volunteering and doing good things for the community. And so I can't wait for our new students to be a part of a service project and get involved with our community in the whole like augusta so yeah those are just the like top three four things that i'm really looking forward to
0: gotcha and wrapping up here tell us where our new jags can go to learn about being ol'd if they want to become an ol and register for orientation if they haven't attended yet
2: um augusta.edu slash orientation (laughs) Um I okay, yes, of course the website is a super great resource. <laughs> um also check out our Instagram <clears throat> at AUG underscore new Woohoo <laughs> woo. Because we try to post as frequently as possible. We probably will be posting very frequently at this point. Um, <laughs> 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 um so definitely stay tuned and follow us for wait, some more information, how to like make sure you're getting connected. Um of course other Augusta Instagrams, our Student Life Instagram. I don't remember their handle. I'm sorry.
0: But they're... AUG underscore Student Life.
2: There we go. Ooh, <laughs> they are <sweet>. super useful. <laughs> they post constantly. and They have all the reminders, all the announcements. So keep your eyes peeled on that one. Um, if you want to know how to be involved with how to become an OL, ask your OL.
3: Yes. <laughs> um, I also recommend if your OL gives their like social media panel go and follow them because they will definitely be sharing all the updates um that is going to be going on campus and you may actually see them at some of the events as well um so definitely check out our instagram aug underscore new jags to try to see all the new updates
2: also email your ol or anyone on our team honestly you can email logan and i Well, we got all the information <laughs> um, <laughs> email super useful a lot of us um prioritize that form of communication most um yeah
0: yeah if you are a new jag please check your email oh, yes. because
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. out- they <laughs> will
0: actually send you important stuff even before you step foot on campus and start taking classes mm-hmm. take care from someone who didn't do that <laughs> and missed registering for orientation when they yeah. needed to so yeah check your email folks thank y'all so much for being here it was so great talking to y'all and follow them on all their accounts y'all so you can stay updated if you are a new jag but if you are interested in being an OL, you got the info there too so thanks so much y'all
2: thank you
0: thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe so you'll never have to miss another one Also, to make our hearts sing, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. But don't stop there. Share our episode and talk to us on Instagram at InTheWildPod. You can follow me too at Ricks. Until then, I'll see y'all next time and go get wild.